Yeah, I mean, the ratio I've heard is um, if you spend 20% creating the content and then 80% of the time should be promoting that content. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. We are in the year of the rooster and it is my year. I hope it's your year too, whether you're a rooster or a cock or not. And it's less than two months away now for our second annual cross-border summit, April 20th and 21st, crossbordersummit.com for more info. Got some great speakers lined up and we're going to be back in full force after a restful Chinese New Year, lining up great speakers and other fun stuff, uh, evening events as well. So it's going to be bigger and better than last year, even though last year's was amazing and the highlight of my year. And now for this week's show, I was the best man in his wedding in Thailand this past summer. Friends for many years, Doug Pierce, SEO expert, analytic guru, and a dude that just is great and shares a lot of information about internet marketing in 2017, some changes happening and leveraging international opportunities as well. So let's listen in. Okay, we're live. We are here in... I don't know how to say it, Xiongwan, Xunwan, Hong Kong, Xiongwan, 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 Hong Kong, with my buddy Doug Pierce. How's it going, Doug? Hey, Mike. Doing good. Cool, man. So we finally get you on the show. We've been talking about this for a while. And I always like discussing how we, we had met and we've become really good friends. Uh, and I, you know, I, I've had my personal blog. It's almost going to be 10 years old in March, my blog, not the Global From Asia, but Mike's blog. And uh, I I remember the email, I should dig it up, but you were looking for apartments in Hong Kong and you found one of my small apartment pictures in Hong Kong and were asking me some questions about the costs and doing your research and you're always a very uh, detail-oriented person. So it was cool, man, and we've become great friends and and uh, I was best man in your wedding in Thailand. That was about half a year ago, right? Yep. Yeah, I forget what I was searching at the time, but... <laughs> It's worked out and we've been friends ever since. Yeah, man. <laughs> so you're doing really well. You have a SEO agency here. Do you want to maybe introduce what you're doing here in Hong Kong? Yeah, so I run a um, SEO agency in Hong Kong. Um, three main services we do, number one being SEO, uh, secondly, pay-per-click advertising. And to be good at those two, we really have to be good at analytics. So those three th- services round it out. Very cool. And we both have a common mutual friend that we've met Separately, Tommy Griffith, he might be listening. He know he listens to some of our shows here. And he's, uh, can we disclose what he does here? <laughs> <laughs> he's not an international spy. No. Yeah, <laughs> he's not an internet marketer in uh, San Francisco, but he comes out for some DC events in Bangkok. And he met you in Hong Kong uh, a few months ago too, right? So so what's in up, Tommy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's up, Tommy, if you're listening? Um, but yeah, I mean, internet marketing is... is obviously a growing industry. And today we're going to kind of talk 2017. My site's been changing some rankings lately. And I, I think everybody's addicted to looking at analytics and, and some things happening. So we're going to talk about that. But maybe first, how, how did you end up here in, in Hong Kong and in Asia in general? I mean, I know you originally when we had talked to her in New York and what's your Hong Kong story? Yeah, uh, so I guess it all started, um, I did an internship in Singapore at Apple, really liked it, um, came back to the U.S., worked a few years in New York. Um, 
I, I learned Chinese in, in college. I took courses, but I wasn't really using it. And I liked the idea of living in China, continuing Chinese learning, um, yeah, international business, sense of adventure, uh, and eventually made my way back here. Very cool. Very cool. So, yeah, I mean, now we're in your office here. Life is going so fast. It's, it's amazing. And uh, so now let's, let's dig into some tactics and give some value to listeners. SEO. I guess, obviously, people should know what that is uh, if they're business people, but search engine optimization. And uh, there's been, sometimes it's a little bit of a dirty word, I would I, I think, you know, um, sometimes people are not sure what to think of when they hear SEO. I mean, there's been some bad press in the past. So, you know, there's some people talking about social media, get more and more popular. Maybe how is that whole SEO market going on right now? Yeah, so the way I would define SEO is you're trying to influence the, influence the signals that the search engines look for in your favor. So it's not necessarily bad that you're trying to influence Google. It's kind of what Google wants. They want to serve the most relevant results. And if your website does that, of course, you should deserve the clicks when people search. Um, yeah, I mean, historically, SEO has been uh, kind of like a, a scammy type of a, a, a practice um, up until, I mean, essentially every time Google makes a change in the algorithm, stuff starts improving. And I think it's more legitimized, um, more, I don't know, it's lost that association of, yeah, like Indian, Filipino spammers trying to <laughs> hoodwink uh, webmasters, yeah. I remember I saw a picture once on an article of a guy at a conference wearing a t-shirt and on the back it says, I sell backlinks. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm sure Matt Cutts would, would love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, the head of, of uh, web spam at Google. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I do agree it's getting cleaned up. I think almost Google has been, seems to me like changing it, trying to less gamify it with, they, they don't update PageRank anymore. They don't, uh, they don't really have these public, or maybe I don't follow it as much, but there's not these penguin up, is there these updates? I heard it's just continuously updating now, or there's not like these like dates where things happen anymore, or is is that something that's... Yeah, I mean, Google, they're making so many changes. Um, I think it's at least 200 to 300 per year that there's not really big moments where they'll do everything at once. It's just a continuous update. Imagine like instead of buying a new version of... of um, Windows now it's just you get a, a notice on your computer and it changes and you could upgrade. Got it. It's that kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I remember the days I would everybody would say, "Oh, the page rank is updated," and you try to refresh your page and look at the PR three or PR four, and and uh, people would look at the they don't show you backlinks anymore, at least not Google, and uh, they keep taking away more and more data from us. I feel <laughs> it's kind of annoying, but uh, so maybe some. Misconception. So you just said it's okay to do SEO. It's okay to try to improve your ranking. Um, so maybe what are some reasons why people think it's bad or, or some misconceptions? Yeah, so I mean, the, probably the biggest misconception I see is people think the amount of traffic their website gets should matter to uh, Google sending even more traffic from search to the site, even though there's really no relation. Even if you have a popular, well-trafficked website, if you don't have you know, the SEO fundamentals in place, it's not going to translate to more clicks from Google. Um, the other thing I would say is just the amount of writing that's necessary if you, if you really want to do SEO well. 
because if you want to rank for something, you absolutely need to have a page about that topic and it has to be, you know, really, you know, thorough and well-researched and provide quality. So you shouldn't expect to rank if you don't have content. Definitely, definitely. And then backlinks, um, are they, I mean, I still, I still believe they're, they're important to Google, but it's not like back in the day where you would buy backlinks or maybe you still can buy, but it's not like the quantity, right? Or, or is, and then I remember no follow and do follow, which always kind of confused me. I think Google even made that, told people to use that. Is that even matter anymore? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's probably one of the reasons why PageRank, they stopped publicly showing that. Um, just because people would get all caught up in how much PageRank a site has that they got a link from, and then it would, I don't know, just distort people's per- like perceptions of link building. I mean, the most important thing is, of course, quality. So if you're getting, even if you're getting a link from a high domain authority site and it's not relevant to the topic of your site, it's probably not going to help as much as if you got a bunch of links from lower quality or lower authority sites. So really, I mean, when it comes to backlink stuff like uh, domain authority, what's the anchor text? Is it a link within the main content of the site or is it a link in a, a templated area like a sidebar or a footer? That, that would make a difference. Um, no follow. I mean, if it's a no follow link, that means literally Google does not follow that link. So a lot of people, they ask me like... Um, if we post more on Facebook, will that help us build links? And the answer is no, because Facebook's a, a walled garden mm-hmm. and everything is no followed. So you, you, I mean, link building is probably the, the hardest part of SEO. Um, once you have the fundamental technical part down and once you have the content, then it comes down to link building. Mm-hmm. Which is quality content. So, you know, here at Global From Asia, I don't know, I think, you give me some tips every once in a while. I appreciate on on the site. So we try our best to to good quality content, regular content, podcasts, blogs, some videos, and basically, yeah. I mean, that's a common common answer is quality content is is still probably text content as far as Google is concerned. Um, if you want to, don't want to throw any tricks in there, but I think it's text content. Um, but then also, I've I've read a lot. I think I'm almost guilty of just making content but not distributing content. Like so some some people I read about say, you know, you should really spend more time getting those backlinks, getting those social media links, getting people to know about your site than just writing stuff. Is that true, do you think? Or is there some ratio or, or ideas? Yeah, I mean the ratio I've heard is um if you spend twenty percent creating the content and then eighty percent of the time should be promoting that content. Honestly, I have trouble. And I have trouble. Uh, I write a lot. I don't distribute enough. I gotta get out there and promote more. Honestly, or if listeners want to help me share these amazing podcasts, or Doug, you can help promote the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go for next question. Is I know there's lots of FBA, Amazon FBA listeners, and uh, they're kind of still adjusting a lot. I'm in WeChat groups and others, and people are complaining about the updates. I know you're not. It's not your specialty, but you know, in, in Amazon, a lot of times people just kind of like give away free products, get back, get reviews, and then they would get organic ranking in Amazon. But there was some updates that that kind of slapped that is what I would call it. So now a lot of people are doing the off Amazon strategies. So I guess that would almost kind of be back to normal Google SEO. I'm not sure if you have something you want to cover here, but I just hear a lot of business owners complaining about having trouble getting sales on Amazon now and they probably should be doing 
stuff like today, like making a blog, driving traffic to their Amazon listings. Yeah, I mean, with Amazon, I think it's, um, I mean, it depends what you're selling, but I think it's a like supplementary uh, sales channel for whatever you're selling. So it's not really a question of should I do only Amazon or only my website. I think possibly if you're just starting out, doing only Amazon first is a good idea, like a minimum viable product. Um, once you see traction, uh, you obviously don't want to have Amazon taking a cut of every transaction. Um, and depending on the competition, you're probably better off moving to your own website. Um, plus, it's a question of which company's algorithm do you trust more? Mm-hmm. Uh, Google, um, supposedly don't be evil, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. Yeah. Uh, or Amazon, which has, I think, a worse corporate reputation than Google. Mm-hmm. Um and they're in it for themselves versus Google. You're just one of many, many websites versus not one of many um, sellers on Amazon. And I, I would go with Google in terms of that. I think it's more transparent. True, but they're both maybe a little evil. But I guess they also have different. They're not aligned fully with with this with us totally always. I mean, both of them I think prioritize the customer, which is a good point. To bring up, right? The user for Google is not the webmaster, not the site owner. The user is actually the person searching. That's who they're trying to primarily take care of. And I think Google, I mean, Amazon's also primarily targeting or helping the buyer. So as a business owner, we're not the top number one, we're number two or three, right? On both of these these search engines. Yeah, I mean, with Google, it's uh, like three main customers. I mean, the person searching, they want to keep happy. And if you keep searching, that means you'll eventually click an ad. So the advertiser has to give relevant ads, and then the Google has to felicitate all this. So those three guys, if they're happy, then everything keeps moving along. True, true. So domains. This is one I know. We're a little bit more gentle. We're talking about internationally today. This is definitely something that I see a lot in Asia: is .hk, .cn, and now there's all these .agency, .biz, .club. I don't even know anymore. So I personally don't know. I haven't seen much of, much of these ranking in Google when I search. I'm not sure if you have seen that or if you're working with clients or your own experience, but do you think uh, these other top-level domains are relevant or should be paid attention to? I know sometimes startups have trouble getting a .com, so they'll maybe buy a .co or a .something else. What, what are your thoughts there? Uh, from what I know, I mean, in terms of ability to rank with SEO, it doesn't matter too much. Um, in terms of branding, I think it matters because if you're doing something like dot club, I mean, most people don't know that even exists. And if mm. they see that written somewhere, they might not even know that's a website. <laughs> I guess the other thing uh, in terms of the other new domain extensions is if you're doing any type of SEM, there's a limit for how long that URL could be in the ad. So if it's some really long domain extension, you're probably not optimizing the number the number of keywords in your landing URL and AdWords. Got it. That's a, that's a good point. I didn't think of that one. All right, so probably the summary is try to get the .com, but don't... I still think the obvious .com still seems to be the main value, right? I mean, I would, I would say, or maybe just get my brand name .com instead of brand name dot biz or something. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of companies where it'll be, especially if it's an app, it'll be like get whatever or mm. 
or yeah, whatever it'll app. It'll be a verb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just be creative, guys. But of course, I mean, like like Doug just said, focus on quality content and you can still rank even if there's some squatter that has your preferred domain name waiting for you to buy it later. <laughs> All right, and now one I, it's kind of one of my own personal questions, but you know, I think at least what I think is now the trend is having authority sites, whereas maybe back in the day, having lots of like small sites to kind of push up one site might be effective. Uh, it seems like what I've noticed is consolidation in domains and sites to like having one big website rather than lots of small websites to be more powerful or stronger. So like you know, I think listeners might hear me saying like crossbordersummit.com, which is our yearly conference, but it's not, I could buy, set up that server and hosting, but I said I forward it to globalformasia.com slash crossbordersummit for a couple of reasons. One, I don't feel like getting all these hosting accounts, but the other is supposedly it's probably better to have everything on one site for Google and for authority. I don't know. I, it's, I know these are tricky, tricky questions, but maybe generally or give us some mm-hmm. examples of what you think. Yeah, I mean, in general, I, I agree with you. It's better to have um, a new section of your site be a subfolder off your existing domain. I mean, the alternative would be either a new domain or a new subdomain, and either of those would mean uh, you're kind of basically starting from scratch in terms of authority, because if other websites are linking to your existing domain, that's going to help that content rank better. So if just by adding a new page off your existing domain, that existing authority should flow to the new page. Um, some reasons that people would not do that, I think, would be um, like you, you probably see it in like car commercials. It'll be like it's not going to say like BMW.com/slash car model. It'll be like UltimateDrivingMachine.com, something mm. more brand catchy. Um, but even when they do that, they'll have that UltimateDrivingMachine.com redirect to BMW.com/slash M3 or whatever. I guess the other reason why people may want to start a new domain is just because if they're like within a big corporation and they can't really get uh, access and change stuff fast enough on the the main corporate domain, uh, I think it would be beneficial just to start your own, um, just to get something out there and then prove it until you could take control of the, the bigger domain. Mm, true, true. There's. I hope that helps some people with some insights and perspectives. So we're in 2017 now. Life is going so fast. Uh, people, what what can people? Maybe we talked about it before recording. I mean, some of these new buzzwords uh, Google's throwing out there. What what should people be aware of now? Yeah, I think uh, I mean, still the most important thing is the focus on mobile. Um, I think within the last year, the probably one of the bigger changes from Google is they're going to be doing the mobile only index. Index meaning their huge database of all the the websites that they crawl. So instead of when deciding where one website ranks higher or lower than another, based on the desktop version of the site, they're going to be looking first at the mobile version of your site. So even if your desktop site is great and it's been getting traffic for years, um, if the mobile site sucks, then if that's what Google's looking at, that could affect your rankings. So just really making sure you run your website through uh, PageSpeed Insights, which is a, a testing tool to check uh, how fast it loads, and just making sure it's mobile-friendly. So if someone with fat fingers uses it, they could navigate. <laughs> yeah, I guess the other big thing is uh, RankBrain, 
from Google. So basically, it's kind of like a, a machine learning component of Google's algorithm. So I, I guess how it works, from my understanding, is um, I guess I kind of have to explain machine learning. But um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're hoping everybody can follow this. I mean, I don't want this to be just a one hundred and one. I want this podcast to be be deep. So yeah, don't don't worry. I think people people are smart listeners. So. I think they get maybe the basics of machine learning, right? So, okay, yeah. I mean, so the idea is, um, you don't really know when the machine um, learns. It doesn't. You don't really know the inputs that it uses to derive its outputs. Um, so, what could happen potentially is your site might do worse in Google, but you don't really know why, and there's no information from Google about why that is. It's just the uh, rank brain, this component of the algorithm, somehow determined your site didn't deserve as high of a ranking as you probably think it does. And it's kind of like a black box. So mm-hmm. that kind of concerns me in terms of SEO. I think I read it's like the one of the top three factors in terms of uh, Google's algorithm now. Oh, so it's getting... <laughs> and you, you said uh, Google doesn't even know how it does it, right? Because it's kind of its own... Brain. Brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's not like Google would ever tell you, anyways, if you asked. But now they they don't even know if they don't even know, right? I wonder if there's gonna be like reconsideration requests. Sometimes, if your rank you get de-indexed or something, I wonder how that'll work with Rank Brain. But mm-hmm. interesting. So, so maybe people listening today, you know, 2017, they're intimidated. A lot of people, like I know, we were talking before the show. It might be hard to believe for for you, but some people don't even bother with the website. Like uh, they just do Amazon only, or they're just doing social only. I think they still should get a website, right? Like, or or how can they start improving? Or or it's just register domain, get like a get a park domain, collect an email, or or you know, people are sometimes a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah, I guess uh, it's just to give like a step by step. If you're just starting totally from scratch, register a domain, throw up WordPress or some easy uh, CMS. Once you have that, start writing, start setting up Google Analytics because you need to be able to track what's happening and where the traffic is coming from and set up Google Search Console. Uh, Both of those are free from Google. It just takes some uh, snippet of code to add to your site. And then as you write more, you'll see more data from both Google Analytics and Google Search Console. You can see how the content is doing in terms of keywords, position, click-through rate, and that's kind of like uh yeah first step to optimizing yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of a process I know a lot of times people get all excited about SEO and they start their website and then they don't see any anything happening and they kind of give up and then six months later they'll be like whoa people are finding me or well you should should still be doing something but especially at the beginning don't expect I'm sure you tell clients that all the time but it's, even listeners you know it's gonna take at least a few months, probably normally, to see some results. So don't get too discouraged. Yeah, um, setting expectations is, is important mm-hmm. in terms of SEO. Don't try to go after the you know one or two word keywords right away. Um, start long tail. Start uh, really niche. Really, what what you know, and write a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Great, Doug. So thank you so much for sharing. And how can people find you and your business? Yeah, uh, I'll give my personal email address, Doug at Cogni.com. So it's D-O-U-G at C-O-G-N-E-Y.com. Great. And so then 
or cogni.com would be. Or you could check it out on the website. Cogni.com. We'll give you a backlink. Mm-hmm. Should I put a do follow or no follow on the post? Do follow, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Doug. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Doug. And definitely say hi if you're looking for internet marketing help here in Hong Kong or anywhere in the world. He is a machine, for real, knows his stuff and uh, always gives me some good tips with the Global From Asia website as well as other projects. So everybody just keep on rocking. It's going to be an amazing year. We're past both New Year's, both Solar New Year and Chinese New Year. And it's going to be, you know, an early start for, you know, Chinese New Year is early this year. So we've got a lot of time in the whole calendar year. Maggie's over one years old now and she's standing up and walking, kind of walking and grabbing my chair as I record this right now. But you know what? You just got to do what you like to do. You know, I've gotten a lot of opportunities lately of doing stuff I don't like to do that might pay more money, but you just got to do what you like to do. Um, you know, you got to stay happy, especially if you got kids around. You don't want to be some miserable dude. So I hope everybody is doing what they like to do, and I hope this show is helping you do that. I always appreciate feedback about show ideas, how this might have helped you and inspired you. You know, life is short, and I hope I hope my kids can listen to this one day, all right? Well, that's all I got, and I will see you next week. Everybody's back on track, and uh, whether you listen to this on Chinese New Year or a few years later, enjoy. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.